Hey everyone, and welcome to the Corner Bible Podcast, Asking for a Friend, Season 3. Uh, my name, as always, is Dante, and with me this week, I have Ron and Ben. How are you guys doing? Very well. Doing well. This week, we have the question, how do we disagree with our political leaders and still submit to them slash not hurt our witness? Well, that's a great question, and certainly timely for the era that we're going through right now. I mean, there's a lot of dissent, as everybody knows, in our culture right now, and uh, a lot of it is aimed at the Christian church. And uh, we find ourselves often at odds with the political leadership of the country right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know if we want to jump into too much right away, but... uh, (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Well, the the one pushback that I have on on the question is... um, the idea that it focuses in on political leaders is if somehow, um, you know, disagreement uh, with any individual is, is somehow different than with a political leader, um, you know, that we should somehow isolate that them because of their status as either an elected or po- uh, appointed official. Um, I think there's this attitude that we have societally that kind of says that um, people who have sought those offices have opened themselves up for attack. I think that's become this idea of, you know, well, they're fair game. They asked for it. And I think that as Christians, adopting and feeding into that attitude is starting off on the wrong foot to begin with. Um, So I think that for me, uh, I I guess I want to get that out there about, you know, how we address this question, because I don't want the answer to this question to be seen as any different for someone who happens to be in political office or someone who just happens to be my neighbor. Um, You know, we we need to guard our witness and conduct ourselves um, the same way, no matter what title that individual may happen to have. Yeah, Ephesians 5 is pretty clear on that, you know, that we're supposed to also be in submission to one another out of reverence for Christ. And the submission that we show to government authorities is also out of this reverence that we have for for Christ and uh, out of respect for the reputation of his church in the greater um, community so that we don't fall into disrepute um, just just because we're kind of cantankerous and ornery and against everything. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I work in an industry where my name is on signs you know it's it's spread around it's and so i've said many times over the years when i have conducted myself in a way that perhaps uh maybe surprised some people about the decision that i i chose to make because maybe it was the harder decision it was the one that uh you know maybe required going above and beyond and i've simply always stated the same thing which is i only get one name and that is that much more true of us as Christians. We only get one name, and it's followers of Christ. And and that's not that's not just our name that we're worrying about here. It's it's how we're representing our Savior. It's how we're representing our Lord. And so, knowing that we only have that one name, you know, again, that's where I come back to that. You know, we have to have that continuity in how we we conduct ourselves. Um, so, I guess all that does is simply establish you know, how I, I think we're approaching the question, which is that it's not just political leaders. But um, so the, the core of the question, um, which is, you know, how do we 
Um, how do we disagree with our political leaders and still submit to them? Yeah. So how do we disagree with any individual? And as Ron said, still submit to uh, one another because we are called to submit to one another uh, as, as followers in Christ. You know, we've got Romans uh, chapter 13, which, you know, talks about submitting to authority. Um, you know, we can dig into that if you want. But uh, how do we submit to one another? What do you think? Yeah, you pointed out Romans, and that's obviously the first go-to everybody has when it comes to submission to government authority, but pops up a couple more times in the New Testament. You know, we've got uh, 1 Peter, where um, 1 Peter 2, 11 through 17, I'm not going to read the whole passage, but starting in verse 13, it says, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme, or to governors is set by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. So the instruction in Scripture is pretty clear. I think you know we get another look at this over in Titus where you know, similar commands are given to just be in a general attitude of submission, you know, a disposition that way. Now, obviously, we get in Scripture exceptions, right? There's times that we, that we should not submit to the government, that um, you know, we are told and have examples of times when that has to be resisted, and there are exceptions. That's you know, denying the faith, refusing the Great Commission, um, you know, great examples in the book of Daniel about how Daniel would not submit to um, stopping to pray at the command of, of Nebuchadnezzar and, and instead was willing to bear the consequences of being thrown into a, a lion's den. But that's the key right there, though, right? Because what we want, and I mean, forgive me, I don't know if this is just an American thing because I've only ever been one, um, but... Um, <laughs> You know, what we want is we want to take those moments and say, okay, well, you know, the Bible says that we're not supposed to submit in those scenarios. But what we don't want is we don't want to accept the consequences that come along with that. You know, we, we still want to be free from the ramifications. We want to stand up as Daniel, but we don't want the lion's den, you know, and and that's the part that you, you can't get past. You know, it, it comes with it. It's part and parcel. Yeah, yeah, you got the same thing with Shad Matt, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Rackshack and they, Benny for and, the VeggieTales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, those guys. <laughs> you know, and their quote is, you know, um, we have no need to answer you, um, but if our God is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your God or worship the golden image that you have set up. So they were prepared to take to face the consequences if necessary they knew that god could deliver them save them but they said you know that may not be as well i'm you know, we're willing to bear the consequences and all of the disciples bore the consequences of running amok of authorities religious authorities and civil authorities yeah yeah so i i think that's the key is you you have to be willing to accept that um and that's that's the hard part i mean i I'm, I'm speaking in generalized terms here, but I, I think that you often see where people want to, you know, push back against governmental authority because um, it, often, I guess, it would seem as uh, 
you know, very one issue focused, um, you know, whatever that issue may be yeah. for them. Um, and they want to push back because they say, well, you know, that makes God mad, you know, or that makes God sad, unhappy, whatever the case may be, whatever, you know, they want to uh, try and, you know, speak for God on, on behalf of that particular item and, and say, okay, because of that, you know, I am empowered to not submit in this area. And I just don't, it's, it's human, but it's not, it's not biblical. Yeah, I think that comes from the, the human desire to sort of run the show, right? And that uh, in, the, in the Bible is clearly, you know, pushed against and sort of, you know, God's separation of, of church and state to say, you know, the church needs to submit to whatever is in charge. And because he knows that when the church does become, you know, part of the governmental authority, we've seen how that plays out in history. Um, so I think, you know, once he understands that, obviously God understands all, but like once a, once even a Christian in, as a human, their, their human failing and their human desire for power and being able to run things sort of corrupts through. And so I think that's a lot of what, what happens with, you know, wanting to resist a lot of these political leaders that we have today is that desire of, you know, wanting to be able to determine your own limits and your own um, rules, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think what we've seen a lot of during the, you know, the times that we've been going through are people sometimes trying to borrow strength from God to endorse their own political um, positions or their own personal opinions on like masking and vaccines and all these kinds of things that got to be the political hot button during COVID. Um, and I think that's dangerous ground for a believer to be on is to, to try to use the name of God to bolster their own personal opinions, their own personal um, ideas about what's right and what's wrong. Um, yeah, we, we saw some of that, and it's, it's tough, you know, when the government comes out and says, well, you can claim a religious exemption, and people don't want to do something, and they come in and say, well, this is really a religious exemption. And it's a smokescreen, you know, it's a smokescreen for their own personal opinion. And it gets really difficult, you know, for people of faith to look at that and say, you know, you're kind of using the Lord's name in vain there. You know, you really are when you're violating one of the Ten Commandments, when you take the name of God to try to boost your own opinion. Well, that's kind of like the referencing. I forget what verse it was, but one of the verses that you read, Ron, where it talks about don't, do not use this goodness for personal gain. I forget the exact wording, but yeah, it's exactly what you're, what you're talking about. Well, so from a practical standpoint, um, as far as our, our daily lives go, you know, how does this, how does this show itself? You know, how do we, whether it be, um, a political leader or, you know, maybe someone within the church, maybe someone at work, um, you know, a neighbor, a family member, you know, how do we practice submitting to one another? Because that's what this comes down to, right? Is this, this isn't just submitting to, uh, you know, an obviously stated authority like a governor or a president or a senator or a congressperson. You know, this is practicing on a daily basis. How do we submit to one another? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we can refrain from, stating our opinions forcefully in a way that's offensive to other people. 
um, being well, sensitive. I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> Let's fight. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that one of our elders has a sign up in his house that says you don't have to attend every argument you're invited to. I love that. Some song. reason or another, you know, we feel that we have to attend every argument we get invited to instead of just, you know, yeah. making a kind answer. You know, scripture says a kind answer turns away wrath. But we can stir up wrath by answering a fool according to his folly or even just by getting into an argument with somebody that they feel very passionate about that really leads to nothing. It's mm -hmm. it's it's a vain exercise to argue with somebody um, over something that they feel passionate about. You're not going to change their mind. Yeah. You're just going to make an enemy. Yeah. It's a matter of choosing what hills to die on, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard the line, uh, those uh, convinced against their will are of the same opinion still. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I think this actually references back to uh, one of the earlier uh, asking for a friend questions, which is uh, how do we as Christians disagree well, which is sort of what you're, uh, Ben is rightly pointing out. It was what it boils down to. Um, and it's a matter of, you know, first of all, taking, you know, if, if you're, if you want to address the issue, you know, taking that issue to scripture and saying, what does scripture say about this? You know, how does, how is it addressed? Um, praying about it and then, you know, trying to, um, debate well, as in like, you know, being willing to potentially listen, like actually listen to the other person's argument and um, consider it and not just approach the argument from the position of I will convince you of my point. Approach the argument of, okay, these are the two points. Let me consider and see where I fall uh, as a Christian and from a biblical standpoint. Yeah. Um, if, if we can recognize that all authority is derived from God, then, you know, whatever authority, is, it comes from him. And yeah, Ron and I, you and I have talked about uh, this kind of thing in the past where we, um, you know, might walk into a room and kind of look and go, okay, you know, kind of size people up and, and figure out like, you know, how can I, you know, make sure that I'm in charge, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, that's, that's a natural, you know, human impulse for, for some people. Um, and that's, that's one that I've certainly been guilty of in the past. Um, if you can take that same scenario where you walk into that room and, you know, this is a metaphorical room here, but, uh, but you walk into that scenario and, and you can recognize that every individual in that room has authority that has been granted to them by God in some way, shape, or form. Um, and if you can look at everyone in that scenario as someone who you can learn from and that you can um, be better for having engaged with, then I think that that puts you in the position of, um, you know, seeing them not as an obstacle to be overcome, but as, yeah, especially within the context of the church, but as, you know, within, within the church, it would be, you know, fellow believers to help promote uh, the kingdom of Christ. And I, I don't know, at least speaking for myself, you know, I've, I've got so much of a natural history in, in, in my wiring of wanting to know how I can control and potentially manipulate and, and just basically, you know, make sure that I get the seat on, on the bus or at the table that I want. Um, and 
that's that's just not a healthy position to be in. It's it's not it's not what God has called me to be as a follower of Him. It is not um, taking care with the name of my Lord as as a Christian. Um, yeah, I think that whole term of submission, the way that we get it translated, maybe has a little bit different meaning to us than it did to the authors. Um, what's really in view there is arranging yourself as less important than the other person, mm-hmm. placing yourself under them in importance. So, you know, if, if it's somebody who needs respect, you give them respect. If it's somebody who needs love, you give them love. If it's somebody who needs admonition, you give them admonition because you are in the position of the giver and um, trying to meet a need of that person. And I think that's a little bit lost sometimes in the way that we view submission, you know, in the whipped dog type of way that we mm-hmm. have of viewing submission. But, uh, you know, this orderly arrangement where, where we, as you said, when you walk into a room, you look in here and say, who in this room should I be submitting to? Mm-hmm. Who needs something from me? And how do I meet that need? It's a, it's a little different spin on it than we might put on it just reading it in our 20th century vernacular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that authority that can be represented within every individual, um, it's it's really a pretty amazing thing once you start giving over to it and and recognizing you know all the different things that people have to to offer. Um, if if you've spent your whole life um, you know, within the, so take the imagery of the body of Christ. If you've spent your whole life being the hands, but as the hands, you have never trusted the eyes to tell you what they see and the ears to tell you what they hear. And you've never trusted the feet to go the right way. You know, if, if you've always been that person, then it can be, I think, pretty amazing if you can start actually letting the functions of the body do what they're supposed to instead of trying to be that person that says to the eyes, are you sure that's what you see? You know, because I don't know. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't look that way to me. And, you know, here I am holding up, you know, a couple of fingers, you know, trying to somehow see what's, you know, down the line. It's, it's silly. It's a ridiculous imagery um, to, to try and do that. And yet I feel like that's the kind of thing that we do all the time. You know, we're always second guessing, um, the people that God has placed in our life. Um, and, and saying, you know, but I don't know, is that, is that really accurate? Because, you know, I did this, uh, Google search and, you know, and I found this, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, how, how many people, uh, you know, tell you about the diagnosis they got from their doctor and, you know, 15 of their friends are like, I don't know, WebMD said this. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, you have scurvy or something. I don't know. Um, but that's just what we do. We second guess everything around us. We, we are this culture that just says, I'm an expert in all areas. Just ask me. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do have avenues available to us as U.S. citizens. You know, we're in a different kind of government than Paul was in when he wrote those words a couple thousand years ago. Um, you know, he, which was under Nero's reign, by the way. Um, Great but, guy. You know, we can we can participate in our government without you know without violating these commands. We can go to the ballot box and vote for the candidate of our choice. We can become politically active if we choose to as citizens of the United States without violating that command. Um, 
but you know we just have to be careful to respect the people that are currently in power in the process and give them the honor that's due to them in the process that we're in right now yeah i think that's something really easy to do too is to you know sort of see the see the people in power and and what they're you know putting you know the bills that are being put through or whatever and and to say you know automatically be like oh i could do a better job and not really you know uh try to think about them as as a person of of value with with you know and actually value like evaluate their opinions uh unbiasedly and we're actually instructed to pray for these people you know and uh that's probably one of the most violated commands in Scripture is to, is to pray for our government leaders and to bless those who curse you and all of those kinds of things, you know, that are difficult for us to do in, in our flesh. But, uh, you know, we, we have, we are called to be good citizens of the land that we live in, but to live here as foreigners and, and sojourners. Um, so we should promote the general good of of the land that we live in and we should, you know, be active and and doing good things. And, um, you know, as part of that whole thing, we don't want to get caught up in the chaos. We don't want to become part of the chaos. And we don't want to be identified by the culture as as people that should not be listened to because then our message goes silent. You know, if we weaponize the scriptures and use them to beat people up with and say you shouldn't be doing that you shouldn't be doing that god hates that therefore god hates you because you're doing that then we the the gospel's lost i think that yeah really plays well into the second half of the question of how do we how do we disagree and not hurt our witness you know it's a matter of like we were talking about earlier being able to disagree and submit to those around us well um which i think you know yeah not beating people over the head with the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I think you've got to, I guess you've got to decide what you're giving priority to what you're witnessing to. I mean, I, I, I would believe that there are probably people out there who um, they would argue that the more that they can, you know, attack people with the word and the more that they can, you know, try and, uh, you know, beat people over the head with, with a certain scripture, they think that that's advancing their witness, you know, in, in some walks. Because yeah. it's getting them to hear the, the verse or whatever, right? Well, may, maybe, or again, it may be getting to that, that one pointed thing that, uh, that they have chosen to elevate to the highest priority within their Christian faith. You know, that certain, you know, thing that they say, well, you know, this is the thing that's most important to God, and I'm going to carry that banner for him um, as aggressively as possible. Um, it, it ends up becoming a... Uh, and ends justifies the means kind of an approach to to our witness and so i guess you know in thinking about that you know how do we not damage our witness yeah. i mean i guess in some cases it's what is your goal to witness here you know <laughs> what's what message are you trying to proclaim well it's supposed to be good news right <laughs> good news of yeah. the gospel and uh a lot of times we get tagged for not being bearers of good news, but for being bearers of bad news. Well, it's, we take the approach, we get mad at our neighbor and say, yeah, I got good news, I'm going to heaven and you're not going to be there. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's how we kind of tend to look at it. and It's not right. It's what we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I uh, really appreciate the, you know, the conversation here. I think it will be able to address the question uh, thoroughly and I uh, really appreciate, appreciate having you both here. Um, 
if uh, listeners, if you have any other uh, questions or like you want uh, further clarification on any point of this uh, question, feel free to reach out to anybody uh, on this on this podcast or any of the pastoral staff here at Corner. And uh, yeah, thank you both for for being here. Well, thanks for having me. My pleasure. <laughs>